0: Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up everybody? Josh Tap here again and welcome back to the Lucky Titan podcast. Today, we have Tim Fitzpatrick with us here on the mic. Tim is the president of Rialto Marketing, which is really hard for me to say for some reason. <laughs> We're here. I'm super excited to have him here because Tim really knows his stuff about marketing. He's really here to help us with strategy, with building a plan so that you can leave this episode with actionable steps, which is one of the things I'm really excited about uh, talking about today because sometimes that doesn't happen. But, <laughs> you know, Tim, um, let's let's hear from you. Give us a little bit of background about you and where you're from.
1: Absolutely, Thank, and thanks for having me, Josh. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, no problem. Um, so uh, Cliff Note version of me, I mean, I grew up in, in Northern California in the Bay Area, wonderful place to grow up. Um, You know, when I got out of college, I got involved in a wholesale distribution company, became a partner in that company. We built that company for about 10 years. We grew about 60% a year, and then we sold it. Uh, It was an amazing experience. I learned so much doing that. I I always tell people I learned more in six months of doing that than I did in four years of college. Um, But amazing experience. After that, I got... um, after we sold, I got out of that. I got into residential real estate um, for a while. Realized that was not my thing. I did not like it. Um, it's a great, great spot for some, not for me. So I shifted gears, got into marketing, and, and that's what I'm what I'm doing today. And um, got out of Northern California in 08 and moved to, to the Denver, Colorado area and, and been here ever since. So
0: That's awesome. Well, and so he's, you know, I, I want to kind of highlight a point of that story because I'm going to humble brag for you, or you're not going to humble oh. brag, so I'm going to pridefully brag for you. <laughs> well, <thank> uh, you. <laughs> but I mean, they, they built that first company to $14 million, you said?
1: Yeah, it was about $14 million a year
0: when we sold it. So I mean, that's a feat in and of itself. So I, I have to put, point that out as a clout point for you. So this will be fun. You know your stuff about marketing. You were one of the big driving factors by helping that company grow and then building your own business as well. Separate from that, Rialto Marketing. Yeah. So, you know, the, the part that got me excited today is, you know, we're going to be talking about the three fundamental marketing secrets to stop wasting money, which being in the marketing space, it is so easy to just get sucked into dumping money into different marketing yes, tools and things like this and praying for a result. So let's, let's delve into those three fundamental pieces.
1: Yep. So I, I call them the marketing strategy trilogy. Okay. One is you have to know who your target market is. Okay. Who are you going to serve? How are you going to serve those people? The second is your, is your messaging, you know, so how you communicate what you do to your target market or, or for your target market and the value you provide them is so, so important. And then the third part of that is you have to have some type of plan. You know, the plan you start with is certainly not going to be the plan that you end with, but most people don't have a plan and they just, Haphazardly start trying things and they don't work and they wonder why. Well, you know, it was Ben Franklin said if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Right. So you got to have a plan. So those are the three fundamentals that we focus on that really do help people from wasting time and wasting money.
0: Love that. Well, and those you know, what's really funny is because they're so fundamental, a lot of people just glaze over. Right. They think about oh yeah, I should I should know my My target customer. But you know, what's really funny is when you ask people, they'll always spit off demographic information. And, and so I'd like to hear what your take is on how to actually identify that ideal customer, because yeah, I I think we get too, too sucked into, you know, like one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is um, Entrepreneurs on Fire. Yeah. John Lee Dumas always says niche down, niche down, niche down until it hurts. Yes. But sometimes that gets people like, well, but I don't even know how to niche down further than, you know, men who are 42 years old. So let's delve right. into that.
1: Yeah. So I, what, here's how, where, what I recommend people do. Existing businesses, right? So you've been in business for a while. You've got customers that you've been working with. I think you need to ask yourself three questions. First, who do you enjoy working with? Okay, we, we all started our business because we wanted to help people. We want to we enjoy it, right? So why do you want to work with people that you do not like working with? That's first. Second, who are your most profitable clients? If you're going to stay in business and you're going to make money, you have to work with people that are profitable. And then third, who do you do your best work for? If you ask yourself those three questions and the customers that fall into that, that you can say yes to every single one of those three questions, that is the group that you wanna start looking at to determine who your ideal clients are. I think most businesses have one to three ideal client types. And to po- just to your point, Josh, just because you're gonna hone in on those one to three client types doesn't mean those are the only people that are going to, you're gonna do business with. It just means those are the only people you are gonna target your marketing towards. Because you can't target your marketing to everybody. you have to narrow it down and when you narrow it down it becomes so much easier to determine where the hell are these people how do we get in front of these people well you can't determine that until you know who the hell they are and like you said you people start with demographics a lot which is good you need to have some general demographics i mean look i was a math major i can go into the weeds on analytics and demographics but I think what is equally important as demographics is the psychographics of your ideal clients. What are, they, what are the problems that they have? Where, what are their goals, their aspirations? Where do they wanna to get to? You know, What benefits do they wanna see when they work with you? Those types of things you really need to understand because that is what's gonna determine what your messaging needs to be. And if you don't really know your ideal clients as well, if not better than they know themselves, you're really going to have a hard time selling people on what you do. Love that. So that's where I would start. Ask yourself those three questions and then look at that group. And then within that group, you can start to dig a little bit deeper into the demographics and the psychographics. And typically what happens is one to three groups are going to come to the surface. Those are your ideal client types.
0: Now, let me ask you this, you know,
1: because a lot of people who listen
0: to this are servicing entrepreneurs, right? They have a product or service for entrepreneurs. How would we niche down? Like you said, like one to three niches, would that be, would we base that off of, so for example, like podcasters, course creators, coaches, right? Um, Yes. Is that good enough or is that not niche enough?
1: No, I absolutely think that's niche enough, right? Because then you're going from entrepreneurs, which is this huge category of people to uh, we work with people that are podcasting or online course creators or coaches. That's more than enough, in my opinion, at least. Because when you say, hey, I reach, we, we work with coaches. Great. Those could be, doesn't matter. They could be life coaches. They could be business coaches or operational, you know, business coaches it doesn't matter they're all coaches the way they you know the problem that most of them have based on your product or service is going to be pretty similar right and then you can start to go okay great well where where are these coaches what groups do they belong to on facebook are they in groups on linkedin you know are there associations are there influencers that a lot of coaches follow right boom now i know exactly the different channels or different places I can go to get in front of those coaches. Whereas if I say entrepreneurs, well, Jesus, I mean, they're all over the place. Right. (laughs) And a lot of people are
0: considering themselves entrepreneurs when they're doing side hustles, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Yes.
0: So let me, let me ask you that. I want to kind of highlight a point here because I think it'll kind of bridge into the next point as well. But, but uh, I think one of the big pieces in there that you just kind of slipped in, I think is just absolute gold Mm -hmm. is that, just because you're narrowing your niche as far as how you're messaging and marketing people does not mean that's the only person you sell to, right? right. Because you're saying market to one, sell to many, right? Yeah. <laughs> Love yeah. that. And yeah. and that's kind of where messaging comes into play, right? Yes. So yeah. Your to...
1: messaging, you can't create messaging until you know your target market. Right. Otherwise, you're just like creating These random words that don't mean anything to anybody. So once you know who your target market is, then you can start to look at okay, how are we going to create a message that is clear, that's consistent, that engages our target market? And, you know, we use, we are you familiar with StoryBrand? Yes. Yeah, so I you know, I didn't I didn't invent this. I mean, the StoryBrand uh messaging framework is built off of the hero's journey, which has been around for a long, long time. I think StoryBrand has just done a very, very good job of of popularizing it and right. and making it a bit more mainstream at least in the marketing space. Um but the framework, I love the framework cuz when it was when it was initially introduced to me, it just made sense. Right. You know, and they when you think about Your favorite movie you know especially action movies you know you can start to plug these different characters in this framework and all you're doing with this framework is you are creating messaging where your customer is the hero or the character in the story and your business is the guide that's it and you can go back to this framework anytime you need to create a marketing message whether it's an email or social media or ads you're not reinventing the wheel but your message becomes very clear and simple and consistent, right? Because if people see our message multiple times and we're saying different things, it's not going to register with them. We need to keep it clear because if we confuse people, they're gone. Our attention spans are like eight seconds at this point. There's all kinds of, especially for me, well, I'm a marketer. There's all kinds of other people to go out there and find. So if they come and they don't understand what I'm saying, they're moving on. And it's no different for anybody else. So when you use the framework, you can position yourself as the guide, which our customers aren't looking for a hero. They're looking somebody who for somebody who already knows how to solve the problem that they have and help them get from where they are to where they want to be. That's it. So when, when I got exposed to it, I loved it. And we've just run with it. It makes a ton of sense. People get it. And it works.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, it's kind of interesting, especially that you bring up, you know, that like your favorite adventure movie or hero movie when it comes to, to determining that, because you're, if you let's, let's use Hercules as an example, right? Because yeah. we're Titans, right? We, we talk about, yeah. <laughs> I use an example all the time, but, but I mean, when you're, when you, when you're positioning your business, your business shouldn't be Hercules, your business should be Phil, right? Phil's yeah. the little goat man who helps Hercules become a Titan, right? It's, it's all about, Uh, being the guide that gets them there. Right. And that's, that's what I love about your, your story brand messaging there.
1: The other thing, the other thing that the framework does is it helps you avoid talking too much about yourself. Our customers don't give a crap about what, how great we are. They only care about the problem that we can help them solve and make their life better. And so when you use the framework, it helps you position your messaging so that it's more focused on the customer and less about you. You only focus on yourself enough to position yourself as the guide. And that's it. Love that. And, and I, I, are you familiar with the, um, the attractive character? Because I, I think
0: it's, yes. it's right. In yeah. That.
1: I'm yeah. sure
0: you're, you're the guy who helps present this really well. But I think that is such a crucial concept to know how you are the you know, how you feel that need for people. Because for me, I'm I am not the flashy look at my Lamborghini guy, right? Yeah. I drive a two thousand two Ford F one fifty. I'm, I'm <laughs> very happy with my truck. And it's it's you know, it I, I'm not gonna go out there and take pictures of my truck and make I'm so cool, you want my lifestyle, right? Yep. But I love being the guy who's like, I just met this super amazing person who saw this really cool thing and bring it back. I'm that adventurer who's like, I'm just gonna go try a bunch of things and bring the best stuff back. Yeah. So, like, what are you, and, and how would you recommend people find that?
1: Well, it's you know the attractive character. I, you know, as far as I know, it was popularized by Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels. Yes, but I'm, I'm a fan um, girl. Yeah, it's, I think there's a there's a balance there because early on, the the whole premise behind the attractive character is talking about yourself and how you know what you're like, and frankly, the problem that you initially had. The attractive character is talking about the problem. That all of your customers have. So you're only talking about yourself as the attractive character up to the point where you solved the problem, then you're transitioning yourself to the guide. Right. So as the attractive character, you had this specific problem and you're talking about what you did to solve that problem. And then, and then you're shifting to the guide. And as the guide, you're showing people how to use, how to solve the problem, just like you did. Right. If that makes sense. Love that. So because I think it's there is a point where I think if you talk about yourself too much, um, you are positioning yourself as the hero. And that's not what your customers want. And I totally look, I'm just like you, Josh, I'm not a super flashy guy. I don't care about that. And honestly, I'm a little bit turned off when I see that kind of stuff, you know, because it's like, okay, well, that that's great. You're successful. But man, I don't know. I There's all kinds of mind. successful people that are not very smart that I wouldn't follow just because they're successful.
0: Right. You know,
1: I need to know more about specifically what they're doing, the problem they're solving and how they're doing it. No. Right. Love that.
0: Well, and, you know, later focusing your messaging is, is one of, I would honestly say probably the hardest thing for me is, is getting my message to the point where it's just resonating with that group of people over and over again. So what are maybe one or two tips that you have for getting more focused on your messaging?
1: The best thing to do is to talk to your existing customers and, or look at your online reviews. It is so hard for us to create our messaging because we can't see the forest through the trees. We're, we're in our business and we, we, we don't have outside eyes. Right. But oftentimes, if we talk to our customers, they can articulate the value that we provide so much better than we can ourselves. If you don't have, you know, a lot of customers that you can talk to, look at online reviews. People say in online reviews why they loved working with you, the problem that you helped them solve, what, what benefit they saw from that. But interviewing customers, easy way to do it. And you can talk to them, ask them, you know, how did you... Why did you initially work with us? What problem did you have? How have we helped you? What do you like most about working with us? Those types of questions is how you can really start to hone in on what value do I really offer people and, and why would they wanna work with us? That's the best place to start.
0: Love that. See, and that's, that's one of the things that I think
1: people aren't willing to do.
0: And that's why I think if you can do that, you're separating yourself from your competition. Yep. I know for us, I've, I've always said this, you know, I, I like Joe Rogan for this reason, right? He's like, there is no person too small to talk with me, right? There's nobody right. Too small to talk with me. And I love that because like for me, I mean, that doesn't mean you can take every single person that reaches out to you, but I try to always make time, especially if they're part of my my audience. They're like, hey, I, I want to talk to you. I'm happy to sit down with them, even if it's for 10 minutes, just so that I can help them and it gives me a really good opportunity to see what they're, what they're struggling with. Or maybe it's just a messaging conversation. You know, I, I love that. Really good. Good work, Tim, Timothy. Okay. So let's, (laughs) let's do, um, the, find the third thing. So what is your plan? Like what's the big plan for marketing
1: plan here? I recommend people use a 90 day marketing plan. It's like a sprint. Okay. Spending, you know, thousands of dollars on a one or two or three year marketing plan. That's overcomplicated. Too many pages is going to go on a desk drawer. Frankly, if you had done that at the beginning of this year, you would have burned it come March for most right. businesses. So yeah, our businesses are evolving. Our marketing needs to evolve just as quickly. And that's why I love a 90 day sprint. It's not overwhelming for people. And it's, it's very manageable. It keeps it. And what it does too is it eliminates that distraction and the information overload that a lot of people battle when it comes to marketing. So I have six things in here. Um, Six steps. One, who's your target market at the very least, write a, a paragraph summary of your one to three ideal client types Two, what's your marketing goal. You have to have some type of specific goal that you want to accomplish in the next 90 days. For example, I wanna bring on five new clients in the next 90 days. Three, you gotta know what your budget and what your resources are from a time perspective. Because if I have, if it's just me and I have $500 a month and I have five hours of time a week, that's gonna help determine what I choose to focus on on my marketing plan. If it's $5,000 a month and three people that have 20 hours a week, I can take on a lot more. But you, know, you have to know what you have to, to, to execute the plan. Then you have to outline what you're currently doing. You know, so what's your current marketing plan? A lot of people I realize may not have a marketing plan, okay, but at least right now, just jot down what you're currently doing within your marketing. And I, I, I look at eight different marketing channels, okay, and I'll try and I know we're, uh, we're, we're on, a, on a timeline here, so I'll make this quick. One, strategy, more fundamentals. Do you know your target market and do you have good messaging? Then you've got your website, you have content marketing, so blogs, podcasts, videos, SEO or search engine optimization. You have social media, you have email marketing, you have paid online advertising, so Google ads or Facebook ads, and then offline marketing. So networking, strategic partners, direct mail, those types of things. Just jot down what you're doing, if anything, in each of those channels. Then what you're going to do is outline what you're going to focus on in the next 90 days. If you do not understand your target market and you don't have good messaging, you must start there. Otherwise, you are going to waste money. Then what makes a lot of sense for people, if if your website doesn't have good messaging, it doesn't have a good clear call to action, you're going to focus on that. And then you're going to expand into some of these other channels but just write down what you're gonna focus on in the next 90 days. That way, when you get an email that says, hey, you need to be on TikTok, you're like, no, it's not in my plan for the next 90 days. This is what I'm gonna focus on. And then the last part of this plan is what metrics are you gonna track? The metrics you track are gonna help you determine whether the actions you're taking are actually working or not. This is a, at most, one to three page marketing plan in these six steps. That's it. At the end of 90 days, what worked, what didn't. Then you can outline the course corrections you're going to make in the next 90 days and you start doing it. I guarantee you, you will accomplish more than you are right now if you do not have a plan in place. Wow. That's it. You just blew my mind. But <laughs> yeah. I, one of the parts there that I really want to point out that I, I
0: loved was that your... The 90 day plan, it helps eliminate that distraction. I mean, what people, not, I don't know if say people, what my biggest struggle is I have major shiny object syndrome and it does too. Do. I'm going to start new businesses. It's always like, I want to try 15 different marketing strategies at the same time. But the problem yeah. is for me, I get stuck in build mode. I'm like building, yes. building, 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 building. And then by the time it's built, the strategy is already kind of ineffective <laughs> and, and you run out of that time.
1: Yeah, you can only take on so much, you know? So, and if you put it down on paper, there's a lot higher likelihood that you're gonna take the action, you're gonna accomplish your goals, but it also keeps you focused so that you're, you know, again, when you get that shiny object, cause it's gonna happen, especially with marketing, cause they happen every day,
0: right.
1: you can go, you know what? Maybe I do want to do that. I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna keep it on a list but I don't need to worry about it right now.
0: Yeah. Have, have a Google doc where you put your fancy ideas. That's what I do every time. That's <laughs> it. It's like 20 pages long. Like, oh, we can do this, we can do this. Yeah. We <laughs> well, Tim, you know, those three steps I hope will really help our audience. I know they will if they'll apply them. Those are honestly, in my opinion, the way to start any business. And you just like totally clarified that for me. So I hope everybody else really took advantage of that and go back and listen to this, take notes, answer each of those questions for yourselves. And, you know, Tim, you are doing something that I was really excited about. So you said you're going to give an offer to our, our audience yes. here. So tell us what people can do and how they can connect with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. I, uh, so they can pop on over to our website, which is RialtoMarketing.com. That's R I A ltomarketing.com and if you go there and go to forward slash the dash lucky dash titan put together some special resources for your listeners to help them implement some of these fundamentals that we talked about they can also get a free consultation there there's a blue button that says get a free consult if you want to take advantage of that we'll jump on a zoom call with you learn more about what you're doing and help give you some clarity on where to focus your marketing right now to get the best return
0: Love that.
1: Everybody, make sure that you go
0: check that out. I mean, you very rarely get an opportunity to sit down with somebody like Tim and actually get a marketing plan built for yourself. So take advantage of that so you can go over to com forward slash the dash lucky dash Titan and make sure that you go check that out. And Tim, before we sign off, if you could give our audience one final parting piece of guidance, that you'd say, hey, this this is the one thing I hope that you get out of this. What would that be?
1: I would say... Take the next logical step you need to take to reach your goal. Running a business can be so overwhelming. There's so many different things. You mentioned, hey, I've got 15 things on my list that I want to do. It's overwhelming. If you focus on the next logical step to get to where you want to go, you eliminate that overwhelm and you know exactly what you need to do right now.